I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. At some point, you have to see some TV. <laughs> That's not true at all. Like, like, even if there's like a one percent chance, at some point, I'm going to come across a show that you have seen. <laughs> I don't think you will. We just and, did fucking and, like, the Mandalorian. Taxing with the Tie Fighter, and what happens is, uh. Mandalorian gets his jetpack and he flies up to the TIE fighter and fucks him up. And right. as they're walking away, the guy survives, but he has the dark saber. It's supposed to be like this special Mandalorian weapon. And then that's that, dumb. Yeah. Anyway, um, Gabe, why are you recording all of this? I'm gonna have to cut it all out now. <laughs> I don't know how much you wanted to cut out, but I felt like it was worth including, maybe. Yeah. No, yeah. it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> that's dude. But who cares? I didn't even realize you were recording. I was gonna, I'm gonna cut. If you ever watched that rap video, with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah, what was that called? I, I can't believe I haven't seen that. Just watch it. It's really stupid. You seen but, Turner? You I seen mean, Turner and Hooch? Turner yeah. and Hooch is a pretty good movie. That doesn't even have any of them. That's Tom Hanks and a dog. Yeah, I know, but it's the like same age Tom Hanks as uh, whatever fucking movie you sent me. I mean, he has a lot of movies of that age. You know, like Big is up there. Uh, wasn't he the same age when he made Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail? Look, I'm not some loser who watches a ton of movies, Jared. I've seen fucking whatever. I don't even remember the name of the movie I just said to you, okay? <laughs> Dudes? <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> My God. I've seen that one. What do you offer me? Shouldn't you be happy enough? Is nothing good enough for you? <laughs> no, especially that movie. Mischief managed. Anyway, would you like to get this party uh, started? Yeah, and actually talk about what we're supposed to be talking about for the Dude, for the episode. Would you just uh, suck my balls for the sixteenth time in your life? Have you considered that? All right, go ahead. No, Intr- I haven't. Introduce, begin, <clears throat> as you as you were. Take her away, Ian. Yeah, take it away, Ernie. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> All right, guys. As you can tell from nothing that we've talked about yet. Uh, <laughs> The, the today's episode is we have a to topic harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban we've all read it this um, new release I'm here, with, I'm here with gabe as always and uh jared once again so i don't fully remember how we came to agree on doing this one i do know that i had never read it before <clears throat> uh and nick and jared used to play trivial pursuit on government time for most of their working day uh, yeah. So I decided, I mean, I'm sitting at home a whole lot lately and outside of like uh, a recent homeschooling that I've come into, I have not a whole lot else to do. So we decided that I would read it and, and Jared's read it before Nick's read it 36 times because he has no family, friends or loved ones. And we're just going to all three of those things. I have the <laughs> Weasleys for family, <laughs> Harry Potter as a friend <laughs> and Hermione is a loved one. All right. Hermione. <laughs> anyway, as Nick said, welcome to the Day Drunk Show. We're going to talk over it. Uh, and kind of from an interesting perspective as a first-time reader and two losers who read it every other day. So, And also, I've seen the, the movies a bunch of times outside of this movie because the first few movies are very childlike, and but whatever. But so, uh, I mean... Go ahead, Nick. So, uh, how do you how do you want to discuss this? So, so we started with the third one. Oh yeah, yeah. Just also, because I wasn't sure how I wasn't for sure how weird it would be for Gabe uh, to read about a an eleven year old boy. I guess it's really not that much different from reading about a thirteen year old boy for yeah, the first really. time. But the third one's where the books start getting good for me. I also started with the third one the first time that I read them. The third one had just come out when I first started reading Harry Potter, so I read the first or the third one first, and then went back and read the first two, and then from there on, I read as they came out. Jarrett, you just started reading them, right? Like a year ago. I read the first first three when they first came out, but I never got past it. But after our uh, trip to Africa, when we stopped over in England, I picked up the whole set and made my way through it. So, yeah, I'm pretty recent into it, too. Right. 
And then, uh, as Gabe already said, it was his first time reading them. So, uh, little first little time reading, of, actually. Uh, yeah, first time reading. Uh, so, Interesting I, I, I finished the first book like a week ago, and Gabe just now got done like sounding through all the words last night. Hooked on fun today, actually. But regardless, different perspe- perspective uh, for all three of us. So let's start start talking about the third book. Uh, did you enjoy it, Gabe? No, I did. I will say there is one huge drawback to the way that I've done this. And they're like, uh, what I feel like are key components of the books that you really... I don't know, like reading it as it's coming out would probably give a lot more like dramatic effect and like uh, unknown aspects of what's going on. Like, I think it's called, is it called the Sneakoscope? The little broken toy thing that uh, George gives Harry. But they only think it's broken because it goes off when Scabbers is around, which as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, that's because that's the fucking Nick looking dude who's pretending to be a rat. Right, and so, the, you could say the same thing kind of about uh, the Grim. Like you, as soon as you yeah, first yeah. see the dog, you know it's serious, and you know serious is good throughout the whole time. Well, so I hadn't. The Grim was like kind of. I, I didn't remember much of that from the movie or anything. I, I assumed that. It, I don't know. I really didn't pay too much attention to it in the book. I know that it's, it's in the tea leaves, and it's in like five other fucking parts of it. And but I, I didn't pay too much attention to the Grim being like of significance i i just assumed that it wasn't to be honest uh but Sirius is another huge like contention point because he's actually like i obviously know that he ends up being like harry's godfather and he's pretty prominent in the rest of the books until he dies spoiler alert but no i just that was another huge part like finding out when lupin and Pettigrew and Sirius and them are all in the what's it called the screaming shack or some shit yeah yeah, when they're all in there, like, talking, like, I know going into that, like, what's about to happen. Because that part is pretty uh, pretty spot on, if I can remember, to the movie. Like, that's exactly how it goes. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in a really long time. But as far as I can remember, that one stays pretty true to the book. But that's, I bet, like, the first time you were reading it and they're all in there, you're like, fuck, is this dude going to fucking kill Harry Potter? Like, no, 33-year-old... 30, Nick reading it for the first time is like, what's about to happen? So I remember the first time I read it, I didn't think that, like, I started realizing, I don't remember, like, when exactly. I think it was around the time that he, like, attacked, quote unquote, attacked Ron. Uh, right. When I started oh. realizing that Harry, uh, or that Sirius probably wasn't the bad guy or whatever. Yeah, um, wasn't a supporter. That, yeah, but I don't remember exactly when, but I think that was around the time that I started realizing it. So that was maybe that was one of the things that I felt <clears throat> like wasn't. Uh, yeah, Harry Potter doing the uh, Patronus at the lake when they go back in time, right? Expecto Patronum! Yeah. That was, I don't know if I just didn't remember it or, but I don't, re- I thought that it was like. I don't know, like an echo of his family or something doing it. Like I thought it was like the, you know, there's like the ghost of his mom and dad that appears sometimes. Yeah. I thought it was one of those things going on. I didn't remember it being him going back in time and actually like properly casting the Patronus. So that was a, I, I, I didn't know that part going into it or maybe I did and I just wasn't paying good enough attention to the movie. Yeah. And that's not even the first time that he casts his Patronus. Yeah, well, just the stag. He casts it whenever he thinks that Malfoy and Crab and Goyle and all of them are actually Dementors. He just didn't don't... stick around long enough to see what it was. In the book, they don't really describe what it is. They just say that like a silvery thing shot out, and then they like go well, check on him. And later on in the book, Lupin says that he recognized the stag whenever he's like quit and he's in the office with Harry at the very end. He says that it was a stag when he used it against Malfoy. Oh, maybe I wasn't like fully paying attention because that was the part that I I finished up this morning. And I just I don't know. My brain just assumed that he was talking about uh, when Harry cast it, when he goes back in time, because he asks him, how did you know about that? 
So I don't know. Maybe yeah. you're wrong. No, I'm definitely <laughs> right. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, many wins in trivial pursuit sure. uh, <laughs> dictate otherwise. So. Let's give a little tidbit into how Trivial Pursuit worked. This is how general rules of Trivial Pursuit all applied. However, if there was any question that I could answer correctly, it was null and void, and they had to move on to the next question. Right, so we used to, uh, as Gabe said earlier, we used to play in the office during our lunchtime, and then also throughout the day because we had nothing to do. The game's more based off of the movies, which Jarrett's seen a ton more times than I have. Me, uh, me as well. And, like, so one of the questions that he got was, what is the mascot or the animal uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of Hufflepuff? As he was playing with the Hufflepuff game piece, um, another one was, who was the main an- antagonist of the Harry Potter series? Just so everyone's aware, Jared actually got the Hufflepuff one right, surprisingly enough. <laughs> right. Um, meanwhile, I was getting, like, who is Angela's best friend? Um, what did Not Harry the office. Eat? What did Harry eat on the third Tuesday of October? <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, right. So Jared likes to say that he knows more about Harry Potter than I do, but uh, that's just a blatant lie. So I'm going to do this like Catholic school. And Nick, I would like you to turn to page 424 in your book and well, read, the, read the hymn along with me. I have the paperback, so fuck you if you have a different page number. Well, I'm using my phone. What page did book? you say? Yeah. 424. Dude, I'm telling you, I was pretty sure when I read this that Lupin is what talking chapter? about uh, 22. Oh, so you're at the end. Yeah, that's. I was pretty sure that when Lupin's talking about recognizing the stag, is it's when uh, Harry goes back to do it. But I know that Lupin wasn't there. But that's why I thought that it was weird. I don't know. The whole thing was weird. Yeah, he recognized it because of. Well, he just says, "Tell me about your Patronus," and all he says is, "How do you know about that?" It really doesn't reference one or the other. But I mean, the only time they af- actually reference that he used a stag is when he does it at the lake. Uh, when the Dementors come. So I don't know. To be yeah. you should you should write her and see if she'll tell us about like uh that being a some hidden meaning behind Harry being gay or something or <laughs> You're thinking of Dumbledore. Yes, whatever. Gabe? What? What part are you talking about again? Uh so at the very end so he cast the stag patronus at the lake, right? Yeah. But then at the end, after he's been told that uh, Lupin is like resigned or whatever, he's they're talking to each other, and he essentially says like you saved a lot of lives tonight or whatever, and he's like you're a fantastic human being, Harry. You're way better than the protagonist of all the Star Wars movies combined. Oh. And then, <laughs> and then he uh, he says, uh, "Tell me about your Patronus." And Harry asks him, "How did you know about that?" So, I mean, I just in I I mentally just assumed that he was talking about when he casted it at the uh the lake. Cuz that that was what made sense to me is like that would be the one he didn't or shouldn't have known about. Um just a real quick uh off top, well, sort of off topic thing. Uh Gabe, I'm assuming you've done the Wizarding World uh, uh passport thing on uh Pottermore. To find I out genuinely ha- have no idea what you're talking about, but I'd be... Is that something where my wife made me answer a bunch of questions and told me what house I'm in? Yes, you find out what house you're in, you find out your Patronus, what wand. Uh, even discussing this book, which is the introduction of Patronuses to the Harry Potter universe, this would be a good uh, talking point as well to discuss as to what kind of Patronus we would be, knowing... Uh, <laughs> probably you would... Huh? Nick, what what was yours? Trump's I remember was. going over this. I would have to do it like while we're doing this. I'd never, I've never done this much of it, man. Yeah, I, I forget. I think it was a um, a fox, if I remember right. Mine's a wild boar. Yeah, yep. yours is exactly what. Like I've never seen something so accurate in my entire life. <laughs> Except for that autism test that came back positive for you, but it, it's almost like. 
they said, hey, Jarrett, upload you talking to the computer and we'll give you your Patronus. And it came out as a, a pig. <laughs> oh, there it was me winking. <laughs> so anyway, continue with whatever the fuck it was that you were talking about prior to this. We were discussing you um, talking about they're discussing the Patronus at the end of the book, remember? Right, right, right. But what, what did you have a point with whatever the fuck you were talking about? With oh, the so that was another, that was another discussion topic we can go over. Okay, like our, yeah, yeah. Since right, so are do you do you remember that end portion of the book at all? I I probably wouldn't remember it so specifically if I hadn't just finished it this morning. You know what I mean? But but because I did, I was pretty pretty convinced that at that point that's what they're talking about. But it, I mean, it's not a major feature in the book by any means. Um. But I also I don't remember how the movie ends. Do you, do you guys remember how the movie ends at that point? So the movie ends with a serious just uh right into the sunset. Right. It ends with him just flying off on the hippogriff, right? Serious? The movie uh... or it doesn't go into anything after when like uh they're talking to Fudge and Snape, no. Dumbledore and Lupin. In. It excludes all that. Yeah, so a lot of the movies end before, like, how the books end. Like, I'm looking at it right now, and it's talking about um, Harry in uh, King's Cross Station. He has a letter from uh, yeah, his serious. friend, God and Sirius, and he tells Uncle Vernon that he has a godfather. But that's just He's like, whole- fucking watch it, bitch, because he's a prisoner and he'll kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah movie though that seems that seems kind of inappropriate for a children's movie like hey my prison granddad will beat the shit out of you but i don't know i don't remember that much of the movie (laughs) all right so while you guys have been talking i looked it up it wasn't uh lupin that was talking about his patronus uh during the quidditch match it was uh dumbledore mentions it he says and i remember the most unusual form your patronus took when it charged Mr. Malfoy down. So it was Dumbledore that saw the stag, not Lupin, at the oh. Quidditch match. Yeah, that makes more sense because Lupin just mentions it in terms of like, he just wanted to know about what it was to confirm that. Because what did they call his dad? Like prongs or prongs, fucking. Yeah. Bambi, um, some stupid shit. Uh, speaking of movies, though, and differences. Um, Probably like the most disappointing difference in this movie um, compared to book is the just like the utter lack of Quidditch because I I feel like this is the book that has like the most Quidditch matches because the season's not ended or uh, Harry right. doesn't this get the, or something. Yeah, this is the first time that they can play out the full season in like however long is what the right. date says. And right? It, they only show like one brief moment of a match in the movie whereas but they so, play like three full matches that they could have uh yeah, they play shown. hufflepuff ravenclaw and then slytherin at the very end if i remember right right and they lose to hufflepuff but they beat ravenclaw and um uh, slytherin so but they lose to hufflepuff because harry passes out right that's that right. one and that's the that's the one that they show in the movie um but they don't show the other two that's, right that's when wood finally wins like the championship or whatever Right. It's like the first time they've won in eight years. Isn't um, this when they introduce uh, Cedric Diggory too in the book? Yeah, yeah. and and Cho it introduces both of them because they're both seekers yeah. like Harriet. And they um, specifically mention that all the people think they're attractive, which I thought was strange, but whatever. I mean, are you trying to tell me that isn't attractive? <laughs> Uh, give him a tan and let me see him in a speedo and I'll give you a more precise answer. Well, he's about to be Batman, so he's not going to get a tan anytime soon. You know, I heard that and I assumed that whoever said it at the time was just joking, but... Nope, it's going to be him. I guess. Uh, But yeah, it's it's like the first time that you hear Cedric Diggory or uh, Cho's name or see them in the um, books. Yeah, Uh, and that's when he... Me and Harry finally agreed on some. He's like, man, I love Asian girls. And it's like, well, Harry, <laughs> me too, bro. Me yeah. too. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's probably like the big disappointing thing in the movies, especially since like everybody. You're mad, you're mad about two Quidditch matches? 
Yeah, it's like a huge part of Harry Potter, and they just don't show up very much in the movies. You're, you're a fucking whiny purist. I am. Um, you're like Jarrett when it comes to Star Wars. You're like, oh, it's not as good as it should have been. I, I read all the historical biographical information <laughs> in the past. And <laughs> 33,000 years before the Star Wars universe was way better than what they chose to show. Exactly. I'm glad you finally agree with me. I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> anyway, I thought the book was good. I don't genuinely remember the movie. I, I thought that the... Um, I, from what I remember, I don't have a huge issue with the third movie. It's just that those ones are still very, like... Uh, I don't know. Tame compared to the other ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, just the interesting thing about number three. I, I haven't read the third one in a while, but... I'm pretty sure they don't delve too deep into the whole Voldemort uh, situation, right? They, they don't hint at it here and there. But it's pretty much the only book that Voldemort doesn't have a direct effect or much of an effect at all. Yeah, right. It's his life. It's like, like probably the, his, it's probably his most normal year at school. I mean, regardless of the flying demons. and uh, Yeah, the whole, outside of the Dementors and being told that he was going to die and that... He yeah. was going to release someone to bring Voldemort back to power. Yeah, like pretty normal. Yeah, I mean, it's also understandable because well, of the map. What? He gets the map from uh, Fred and George in the book, too. So, I mean, he gets to sneak out and do a bunch of other shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. as far as. Yeah, and the map comes in handy. And, <clears throat> uh, yeah, to find out later where Pettigrew is. Oh, yeah, that, um, too. But, yeah, so. Uh, I think the reason why Voldemort doesn't play like a huge part is because if he did, it would have been very noticeable to Harry that Sirius Black was a good guy, I guess. So the fact that Voldemort doesn't play a big part and the whole time you're led to think that Sirius Black is his like right hand man who's just as bad. All right. Um, if if they would have included Voldemort more, that I don't think that would have. She couldn't have written that. Um, situation as well as she did but it is unique um compared to all the other books even the first two where Voldemort hasn't risen yet um he's still in professor coral and he's still in the diary so you still get like that direct interaction with Voldemort Some form of him right and this is the only one where you don't get any direct um contact with Voldemort all right, so if you exclude the Quidditch matches, what are your other issues with the book versus the movie? Or do you just like to complain? <laughs> All right, so um, Here you go. I, I realized this last night because I started watching the movie and then I turned it off because um, I just I don't like the movies very much. But <laughs> I realized at the start of the movie, in the, in the books, uh, it opens up with Harry using a flashlight to read um and do his homework i think he's doing like history of magic homework or something yeah but in the movie he's using magic and that just like ruins the entire movie for me like right away because he's doing magic outside of school which he's not allowed to do and then like part of the reason why he runs away after he blows up um on march is because he's afraid that he's going to get expelled for using magic <laughs> and even though the night before he was clearly doing magic purposefully um, compared to accidentally blowing up his aunt. So, and then in the previous movie, he is afraid because of Dobby doing magic. So I, it just doesn't make any sense to me to like include that part of um, that little bit, like, there isn't anything added by using magic. If anything, it takes away from the rest of the story. And that just pisses me off because it's the very first scene. I don't um, think it takes um, anything away from it. It just, I mean, logically, it doesn't go with why he was so terrified. Of it. But whatever. You're a big um, baby. That's my other, I guess, really probably my only big problem with this book or with this movie compared to the book. We talked about it. Most of your issues come from the rest of the books, right? Which I, I haven't gotten into. Right. Uh, the, I'll probably least, start the fourth one here soon. The first three books are so short that it's actually not that hard to um, 
like stay true to the books. It's not until Goblet of Fire that the books start getting longer and longer. So it's harder to like include the finer details or even like main characters in the, in the movies, you never meet um, George Weasley, even though he's mentioned and Harry meets him several times in the books. You mean he's from never. Isn't George the other twin? No, or not George. Sorry. Uh, Charlie. Yeah. That's the Quidditch player or the one who's a like dragon fucking anthropologist or some shit. He's the dragon um, tamer or whatever you want to call him. The dragon tamer. That sounds way cooler than what I said. And then Bill is the um, The oldest one. He's you'll see him in the last movie. Well, Charlie's the oldest one. Idiot. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, they're all inbreds. Doesn't really matter. (laughs) But uh, yeah, you you actually meet Bill because Harry goes to his house and uh, or cottage. But you never meet. Is that is that where they go for the wedding? Whose wedding is in the... No, that's at the, that's at the borough. No, after... Um, I just spoiler, want to know whose wedding it is, goddamn. Spoiler, after Dobby dies, that's um, that's where they go. Bill is... To uh, Bill's house. Uh, Lure, the French girl. Yeah. But that's that's later on down the road. The point is, like, there's main characters that are never... Not main characters, but definitely secondary characters um, in the later movies... That aren't in. Uh, no, don't go back. Hyperbole, Nick. Go back. Say main characters so that you can sound <laughs> dramatic. Uh, <laughs> I would hardly consider Charlie a main character, well, but he's definitely a secondary it, character. A critical, critical supporting character, uh, and then Winky <laughs> and other characters like that. Um, but probably, the, but probably this, because they didn't want an elf named Winky on the big screen, all right? <laughs> but okay. this uh, this movie sticks fairly close to the storyline of the book and doesn't really change uh, a whole lot compared Did to the other ones. About, oh, the director, uh, you never see them in their school robes because the director wanted them to be in like hoodies and jeans. Right, and it's just, to me, that kind of stuff is forgivable more so than like not including characters. But yeah, it's and like Harry Potter set, using like, his wand to light up the fucking book. Yeah, and they're in robes like the entire time in the books. But yeah, oh, for some weird America. reason, they decided to wear regular street clothes, muggle clothing. What about the made-up character yeah. in, the movie, in their uh, div- divination class? The one who describes the Grim? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, see, I don't remember that. I don't remember the movie well enough because yeah, it's, I don't just, really. it's just her and Ron. And Ron says it looks like a llama or some dumb shit because he's like me. He's fucking he's an idiot and just blurts out anything he thinks of. You are it's, like it's her, right? Ron. You are the Ron of our friend, friend group. Yeah, dude, I get to pound the hot girl, and you fucking end well, up with. So in this case, so in this case, Jared, Jared. I guess I am. Yeah, I'm definitely the reader and the nerd one. Um, I guess that makes. Oh yeah, you would be fucking. Wait, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I fucking but, bag yeah, you and that take makes, you home. That makes. <laughs> that makes Jarrett Harry Potter, who ha- ends up with your sister. So hey, you may get the hot girl. Uh, I am. I am. But, but I get your. You sister. mean you mean Nick in this scenario? <laughs> <laughs> if that was the case, I'm sure that Ron would have just offed himself like midway through the movie. He just fourth movie in, he'd. Oh no! When does he start thinking? Uh, it's when they have the necklace. When he thinks that, if I ever had the assumption that Nick was going after you at some point, and that was like <laughs> the worst part of my life, I would just end it. I'd be like, man, if I'm really vying for Nick's attention, I should just uh, find really the question your goals and perspectives. Yeah, <laughs> like life has taken some terrible turns for me. Um, <laughs> that also makes me. Uh, the future minister of magic and you the first man uh i don't know if you know this but i would do just about anything to be a stay-at-home spouse so that part doesn't sound so bad (laughs) jesus christ you're really taking your into your role of becoming (laughs) hermione (laughs) (laughs) i am nicholas martinez now yeah that's true there is an official signed document 
where Nick accidentally wrote my last name as his own and was submitted as such. Uh, and you know, I'm starting to question whether it was an accident or not, Nick. I think that <laughs> I think you you were really just having one of those like daydreamy episodes where you're like, man, life would be so perfect if only I was his. And then you wrote my last name. You're like, fuck, I can't take this back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I made a mistake, and now I have to live with it. Yeah, I wouldn't call uh, it. A mistake. Speaking of mistakes, I do remember offering to pay for Jared to get married at one point in his life. Uh, dude, if you had just married Lee, you guys could have still been here, probably. Yeah, and then yeah. Lee would be your official spouse instead of just unofficial. Uh, would. Domestic partner. <laughs> Is that that's what it's called, right? He's my heterosexual life mate. All right. I don't think there's anything heterosexual about what you guys do, but sure. Yeah, there's there's nothing even remotely <laughs> heterosexual about that relationship. So <laughs> it's no uh, worse than you putting a wig on Nick and trying to pretend otherwise. I didn't have to put a wig on Nick. He put it on himself. Thank you. But anyway, so Jared, do you have do you have any major complaints of book versus movie, or all your all your nerd rage is so pent up in Star Wars you can't afford to let any of it loose on anything else? Honestly, it just goes to it goes with any uh, book to movie. The books are always going to have way more detail uh, than the movie will ever be. And despite what a lot of Harry Potter fans like to believe I enjoy the movies just as much as I do the book. I think yeah. Just as well. I think part of that. So Star Wars started as a movie series. I think part of it is that it's something like that, like that kind of fantasy realm is a lot cooler to see. Like, sure, you can imagine whatever, but it's really cool to see the animations and things that go along with like the whole universe. Oh, which we've had this question before and I just want to reattack. So, if you had to choose a fantasy universe to be a part of, and you also had the powers, what would you choose? I thought that was. Uh, I thought we had a different question. It was any fantasy universe, but you were just a normal human. Well, we I, did both. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember which one we didn't and didn't do. But anyway, Nick, what is your fantasy universe if you have the appropriate powers for whatever it is? Yeah, obviously, if I have the powers, it's going to be Harry Potter. And my, Harry. Only, my only hope is that on your parents' deathbed, Nick, they reveal that you actually got a letter from Hogwarts and they tore it up <laughs> because witchcraft is wrong and you shouldn't use it. All right, could... First of all, if that happened, Hagrid would come get me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has a bucket seat in his fucking bicycle big enough to take you away. <laughs> All right, listen. If it can take Hagrid away, it can take me away. You're uh, <laughs> not enough room on the motorcycle. Yeah, he's like, do you got like a little brother or something? I'll take him instead. <laughs> All right, so you would choose Harry Potter. I actually, so based off... Um, having the powers of the universe i think that i think that i i would have to unfortunately side with what i already know jared's answer is going to be and i think that if you had fucking jedi powers why would you not want to be in star wars and i could literally wave my hand at you nick and be like you want to beat me off in public and you'd be like yeah fucking sure you're I guess only, so. your only like powers are like mind tricks which only works against weak-minded minded people like you and telekinesis <laughs> And, and a lightning. bunch of like, and a bunch of new powers that the new movies introduced. And I can fucking mega wield a lightsaber. I can fucking jump off of walls. Yeah, uh, I I can see dead people. I None can, of these things. I can vanish and reappear anywhere I want to. Um, yeah, I have, but you can do that now. It's just that no one pays attention to where you I could, are. I could feed you a love potion that would make you fall in love with me. Um, you don't have to do that, Nick. I'm already there. I could cause myself to become invisible to where you can't see me. We have the, we have the power to leave the planet and just yeah, shoot. And uh, space travel thing is also equally cool. I think that's like a big part of it too. And unlike Darth Plagueis, I could bring back the dead with the resurrection stone. How are you going to do that with no planet to stand on? 
I'll yeah, always I think have a plan. Uh, so while the Harry Potter universe is pretty cool, I think the grandeur of the Star Wars universe is also like No. Uh, I could I could apparate I could disapparate and apparate on the Death Star. Okay. Use a bunch of spells to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have a Death Star. These are separate universes, you idiot. Alright, so the reverse. So what if you had no powers? Like uh, obviously no... Obviously You're that would do... Star Wars, because you can still do a lot without the Jedi powers in Star Wars. See uh, if you choose weird. Harry Potter, you're just a muggle that doesn't know that the universe exists. So it's basically like living the life you're living right now. And could you imagine being the quality of human being that Peter Pettigrew could just kill on command? That would be de- fucking depressing. Yeah, it can um, explode you. Yeah, that doesn't. But so, all right, Jerry, what's your non-powered universe? Mine will and always will be Star Wars. Any scenario you're going into <laughs> Star Wars, you're like, I got, okay. I got alien tentacles to suck on. Don't fucking come talk to me. Hey, the chances of me running into an alien woman with three tits is a lot higher in the Star Wars universe <laughs> than it's in the Harry Potter universe. I'll, I'll tell you that. I'm sorry, I could just use my wand. That. I could just use my wand and give anybody I wanted to three boobies. I could Don't give you three boobies. No, I'm talking about your wand currently. As a normal human being. I could probably find in the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. For no sure. nerve. So, I mean, regardless of the powers, the fact that you can travel around anywhere, like, throughout the whole galaxy. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, you, could be a, you could still be a, a fighter pilot. You could just be on the Death Star hunter. that pushes the buttons that causes planets to blow up. Like, there's tons of stuff you could do that doesn't require... What a job to have on your resume. So what did you do before you apply for the job? Oh, I used to assist in the destruction of entire planets. Well, I mean, that guy's dead because they blew up the Death Star. But What if he was on vacation? You don't know if he was on leave or not that day. That's, that's true. He could have been on leave. <laughs> what, what if he took leave to the planet they blew up? I think that someone would be like, dude, you probably shouldn't go there. I don't know. <laughs> Just the same as your school shooter would message you the night before not to go into school, your friends will tell you, hey, man, you might not want to be on that planet. (laughs) Yeah, but what if you're like a dick? Like, I feel like you have to be a dick to have that job. So what if you're a dick to everybody and they're like, no, you should totally go to that planet to take leave, man. It's cool. There's plenty to do. And then they kill you. I guess this is very. So for me, my planet would be or my universe would be the pokemon universe i don't understand why you wouldn't choose this one <clears throat> you don't need to have any powers at all you just you can be 13 you just leave your house you never come back people pay you when you beat them in battles like you don't even need a real job yeah that would be the I, best I, universe I, ever i feel like a large portion animal. of why you would choose that universe is because of the things you would do to the animals or pokemon or whatever they're called <laughs> I would get a ditto and have it form itself to you and just do ungodly things to it. But all I can say is ditto back to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just cries of ditto in anguish. But I mean, I, I don't know. It, it would be way cooler. Like, you don't need to have powers in that universe. You can go catch a Pokemon that fucking shoots lightning out of its hands. Who cares? No, there, there's like a ton of universes where you don't need powers. And that universe would still be cool. Lord of the Rings, Star Trek. Uh, Not that there's like powers in Star Trek. At least I don't um, think there is. Human Lord of the Rings. I guess Lord of the Rings wouldn't be so bad. I mean, uh, going up or, against guys flying dragons in the sky or goblins or ghosts and whatnot. Yeah, but an- they don't have anything over you other than, for you, intelligence and brute strength and beauty and... Even like the fucking pale ochre from uh, the Hobbit, definitely way better to look at than you. Probably a better I, conversationalist as well, if I had to guess. I could totally see you becoming Gollum, though. Like you have that personality. <laughs> Into the mountains. <laughs> yeah, just hiding in the mountains, complaining or talking about your precious the whole time. If anything, that would be you, Nick. No, I have no precious. I do see you as like a mountain hobbit type, though, like never leaving. No, I could totally uh, be. I mean, all I you would need leave. is your books. I would definitely leave, but yeah, I could totally be. I don't know what I would be in that universe, or, honestly. You'd be a dwarf. 
point is i would never choose that universe it was just an example um, right i wouldn't either and i don't know why it just doesn't seem all that exciting to me yeah i think star wars would probably be the most exciting right. non-powered universe and then Harry see, Potter, that would be a really close be... second for me think about like turning if you're in harry potter universe though you're you turn 11 say you are a mudblood um and you find out at age 11 that you're a wizard or in Jared's case, a witch. And like your entire <laughs> life, you've, you've lived under the presumption that this is all there is. And then all of a sudden you find out like there's this whole magical universe beyond that. You know, what's even better than that is if I was in the Star Wars universe and I found a galaxy out. far, well, far away. I was born that I had the force powers. You know, I, I feel like of eleven. I feel like you would when be Uncle Ben, you're an 11 and you would just when you're an eleven-year-old getting your wand and figure out how to fix your glasses. I got a lightsaber that'll cut you in half. No, you I feel like that? I feel like you would be Uncle Ben. You would just spend your entire life on a desert planet. <laughs> I'd still have force powers. So, <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, Nick. What was your favorite part of Prisoner of Azkaban? Um. You're allowing Jarrett to devolve you, and I just want you to know that. I love it. I would say... Uh, I don't know what my favorite part is. Um, probably, like, a single a single event would probably be Hermione slapping Malfoy, just because I hate Malfoy so much. Um, right. You're or, very... Harry, or Harry casting the Patronus and scaring the crap out of Malfoy. Um, but as far as like um, longer events, I would say probably Lupin teaching Harry how to cast a Patronus, just right. because you find out like you think that he's just a teacher, and then you find out that he was like your one of your dad's best friends, and then it goes on to like he chooses Harry as a godparent to his kids, and like they become a lot closer. I don't know so, what you're talking about. So yeah, probably Lupin teaching Harry to cast a Patronus is my favorite, like, um, part of the book. Jared, and do you also, have a, a highlight from the book? Honestly, it's just the... <clears throat> I think it's the more permanence of characters in regards to uh, how this book starts to introduce more characters that lit, that prolong through the series itself. Not like in the first book where you have... Uh, the first and second book where you have two Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers that don't that are, like, one-offs. They show right. up and disappear. This is like the introduction of the more um, solid uh, storyline that it is Harry Potter. So, yeah, this... I hate when they introduce that random character Neville that you never hear about again, or <laughs> Seamus. And but no, I know I know what you mean. Um, yeah, just like you know, useless supporting characters that have absolutely no. Yeah, uh, just like a, a placeholder almost for like to fill in some story time. <laughs> Um, I have a question for you. So you're three books in now. Have you, if you haven't, no, no, yet, no, 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 this was no. the first one that he's read. Yeah. He said that the first two are not even worth reading. And okay. I mean, I, they're worth reading. I would just go back at the end and read them. He said he's a loser and he reads everything, but if a normal person shouldn't read those is what Do I got. You, out of our conversation. Have you already noticed the difference between how Malfoy is portrayed in the movies versus how he is in the book? Uh, I actually, so I meant to mention that earlier is that not just Malfoy, but Malfoy and Snape uh, just in this one book alone are significantly like more <laughs> heinous and like, I, I don't know, they, they put that, she, um, portrays them as much worse than they like. They're just kind of like, I don't know, like annoyances in the movies. It seems like to me where in the books, they are very like deliberately heinous. Yeah, they're just straight awful to. Yeah, exactly. Else. So that was like the that was actually one of the big changes that I did notice. Um, I thought that I, I actually am kind of on board with you, where it's like I'm very torn between like the whole introduction of Lupin and like him being a teacher and like all the stuff he does, like that, and then Hagrid becoming a teacher are both like really cool parts of the book to me. Uh, other than that, I didn't think like anything was super amazing or like outstanding. I don't know, especially in comparison with the movie. I thought that they were so in line that it's like the whole time I was just imagining the movie outside of like 
the uh, abundance of details that are able to be provided. A lot more use of him in the, um, the Marauders map and what he tries to sneak out and do in this book versus the movie. Right. Um, I think that was a pretty good stopping point to uh, hear a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Nick here. We have been talking about magic a lot on today's episode. Unfortunately, magic does not exist. There is no vanishing spell that can remove your unwanted body hair. The closest we can get to a magic potion, however, is Nair. While it's not as magical as Polyjuice Potion, it does have the magical properties of removing unwanted body hair. As always, Nair is not an official sponsor of the Day Drunk Show. Do not apply product to your butthole. Welcome back to the Day Drunk Show. We figured, since this is kind of like a special episode, uh, Gabe doesn't have anything to drink, and Jarrett's just drinking water like a pussy. Coronavirus so, is destroying my beer consumption. <clears throat> right, so speaking of coronavirus, we figured we'd give a short update on life in quarantine. Right. So are you you're you're pretty much fully quarantined, right? Like you're stuck in your yeah, so residence. I'm, right. So I'm in Illinois, so the only time that I can go out is for essential things. Um like the other day I went out and picked up my gun because luckily guns are still essential, considered essential. Um and grocery stores and gas stations and things like that. So I can still like walk to the gas station or drive up to the grocery store, um, stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, you're stuck inside. Um, I know places like New York that have just been destroyed by this. Um, they've like stopped letting people gather um, in groups of 10 or more, stuff like that. But Illinois still is not really at that point, but we are a shelter in place state. So, yeah, most of my day is spent inside, not doing anything, except when I, like, take my dogs out for walks and stuff. Right. Uh, Jared, what about you? Uh, We're still – we haven't hit that part yet, shelter in place, but it's still limit. Obviously, don't go out and just do whatever the hell you want, socialize. Uh, But the way people are treating this – reacting to all this is a little uh strange uh like just yesterday i went to go to chick-fil-a and uh oddly enough in response to all this chick-fil-a has deemed it necessary to have a uh a tent located about 150 feet outside the restaurant where you can go pick up your sauces from the restaurant i just don't get why they would do that instead of just hand it to you when you drive up like the rest of your food but besides that uh we've hit what is it uh health protection condition charlie and the only thing i understand about that is that when i go up to the base i don't roll my window down i show my id through the glass so i don't have the gate guard cough all over me right this all makes total sense i saw that the cases of coronavirus in the military spiked like 60% in the last week or something like that to where like you guys in the military are more likely to get it than the civilian population. So I don't know. I don't know if we have any where I am. I know that the cases overall in the Netherlands are like 60, just over 6,000, like 6,500 ish. Um, and specifically in the region we're in is where it's like the worst, the hospital is like fully at like max capacity. And, uh, my town is being hit pretty heavily, especially because there's like a huge number of old people. I'm working like half days every other week. Uh, most things are closed. I would say like restaurants and that style things like grocery stores are still open. There is one beer store that I know of that's still open that's like a town over, but I've only been there once since the outbreak. I don't feel like it's that necessary. They have done the whole like outlawing of gatherings, and I can't remember. I think it's it's like more than four is like not okay. Uh, or four or more is not okay. So uh, we're currently holding a a vote in my house to see which one of the four of us gets kicked out. Uh, I, I and saw. it's not looking good for me, guys. 
I saw the uh, story that the um, the Belgians have out sexual activity among three or more people. So basically, you can only have sex with one person at a time in God Belgium. Damn it! This is, is not the. I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's only a matter of time before that hits your your country. Could and you imagine? You have to choose. You have to choose between me and Courtney for the rest of your life. Nick, our special time in control with me, you, and Jared would be outlawed. It would be outlawed. You want to live in a world where the special time we had is outlawed? Yes. Well, goddamn you. Jared, I know that we don't, and we're the only ones who matter anyway. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, One of the weird things that they just started doing here uh, today, uh, I went to the gas station to get some beer, <clears throat> and... They have you set your items on the counter and then step like five feet back while they ring everything up and then they step back and you come back up to the counter to pay. Like, so if you're paying with cash, you set the cash on the counter and then step back and then they come get the cash and then whatever you have left over, they leave on the counter and then you go gather everything and you walk out. It's, it's like a really weird, I don't know. Ended from you transferring it onto the cash. Do they disinfect? Exactly. It makes like no sense. Like some of the precautions that people take, I guess it helps a little bit. Like if I didn't cough on my money or cough in my hands and then touch the money. But yeah, it, it didn't really make much sense to me when I could have just spread it through the money. Or, why does, or what happens if you just cough on the goods you're trying to buy before you buy them? Yeah, so exactly. It makes take them back. It doesn't really make sense to me. Like, if that cashier has coronavirus, regardless, he's still handing out money and stuff that has coronavirus on it. So, so all, a lot of what I've gathered, I mean, so we still the stores are our grocery store at night has like quadruple the people stocking. They're getting shit in like every day. <laughs> Uh, I still don't understand why people are like hoarding food and shit. Yeah. I don't like we yeah, make that's... it to the grocery store just as often as we used to. And I haven't had like a single uh, they were out of cheddar last time I went in. But that's not like super uncommon. It was just just as inconvenient as it was prior to this. But I will say it seems like people uh, stateside are much more panicked. Uh, yeah. So I drove past um, Walmart after I got my gun two days ago. Like the, we're like two weeks into like the panic of hoarding right. and the Walmart parking lot was still packed and they're still like having to limit people to like one milk at a time and one toilet paper at a time. And it's just like, how are people still hoarding? Like it, it makes no sense to me. Like, how are you still like wanting toilet paper? This isn't going to go on for 16 years. You don't need 16 years worth of toilet paper. I, yeah. the, other day, the other day I went to, the commissary on base and i never thought i would be happy to uh, or be relieved to find the ground beef and ground pork in the grocery store that was yeah. a new, uh, i was like jesus like I, we've come to this where we're excited that they have the stuff that we need you know what i mean we are hitting an all-time low everybody i've also never wanted to go to the grocery store more than what i do now just to get out of my house for a little bit yeah, um, so I mean, whatever, the gatherings and stuff are banned and shit, right? But we've still, we've been going on, like, bike rides, and just, dude, between <clears throat> me and, and my wife and kids, like, we gotta get out of the house at some point for some portion of the day, so. Right. Uh, I also don't get, like, how people are still, like, willingly going out to large gatherings and stuff. Like, hu humans are just so stupid. It's just people, it's it's the same it's the same as people who have no concept of the future or like consideration of those around them. Yeah. Like it's not even about me specifically, but like, and I'm in even more of a, like, it doesn't matter because I don't come into contact with old people. I really don't come into contact with anyone outside of like the group of people I would come into contact with anyway. Like, right. it's not like I'm going to go see my grandparents <clears throat> or like my parents or nothing like that is going on. Right, but you do work with the Dutch military, and some of those guys are pretty old. Yeah, but I don't go see those people anyway, right? No, like, true, but you go, But I mean, like, you could give it to... Like, a third party, and then, yeah, like, yeah, the exactly. eight degrees to Kevin Bacon or whatever it is. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Did That's, you see... We should do that. We should see if we can track you down to Kevin Bacon. Outside of that uh, time that uh, you had a rest- he had a restraining order on you. So besides I that... Mean, it's just one degree if you watch the porn <laughs> that me and him star in together. Um, but did you see... Um, probably not because you don't watch the news or anything or pay attention to anything. No. But the lieutenant governor of Texas came out and said that we should just let the old people die, that they'd be happy to die in order to get the economy back running smoothly. Well, and I, immediately, you know. I, I immediately thought of you, Gabe, because <laughs> you have thoughts on old people dying. Well, so maybe I could become the next governor of Texas. <laughs> That's what that sounds like to me. But, I mean, in all seriousness, it seems pretty shitty uh, for a lot of people. Um, I would say, like, it most heavily affects, like, paycheck to paycheck and uh, hourly workers. So it's unfortunate for them. Um, And it's taking Congress, like, way too long to, like, pass this stimulus bill that's supposed to give money to people. Right. Well, that's because they don't give a shit because they're still getting paid. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. So in the bill, actually, <laughs> and they're all old as fuck. They're the people who are at risk. Of course, they don't want to go hang out with each other and fucking sign some bill. Well, they're, they're fucking gi- paid. They're giving themselves a pay raise in this bill. So don't they, worry. They're still watching out for themselves. No. But even today, like the Senate finally agreed on a bill and then the House immediately was like, oh, we're going to go home for the day after working for two minutes. And it just it sucks that they can't like get their shit together and pass a simple bill that pays people money because they're forcing people to not work. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if you're in that scenario, I, I don't know what you would do. You would just be praying that they fucking hurry up or that this all blows over way quicker than I anticipate it's going to. Which at first, I mean, and I still like. Because of how simply solved, like, everything is, like, really all you can do, like, why, if you're, if one of us, like, why would you even go to the doctor? Like, you treat it like any other flu, you treat the symptoms, and up until the point where you think you have pneumonia, like, there's nothing to do about it. You just continue treating symptoms and sit at home and try and stay away from other people. There's no benefit to going to a hospital until you're at that point. I mean, otherwise, you're just occupying space that you don't need to be in and just being around more people than you need to because those people have to fucking go to work. Like, right. the the medical workers have to be there, but they don't have to be taking care of, like, a a healthy 35-year-old. Like, that's not, that's not what they should be focusing on. Right. Um, I guess the whole point in this is, like, us talking about this is <clears throat> it does really suck it sounds fun at first, or at least to me, it kind of was like, oh, we're going to quarantine and not do anything. But by right. day like three, you're like, holy shit, I'm so bored. Well, Which, I mean, and we're on like the spectrum where it doesn't really affect like my financial life. So it, it's not even that bad for us. Right. And I'm still getting paid from my GI bill. So it it doesn't hurt me that bad. Um, but it it does suck to like, it's such a weird concept to like stay inside in order to save the world and do nothing in order to save the world. Right. Um, but I think that's kind of like why we started talking about maybe doing this Harry Potter thing is so people could like read along with us and then listen to the episode and give feedback or whatever. Yeah. Or just listen to what someone who reads Harry Potter three times a day and someone who's never read it before. Think about <laughs> exactly. Um, so Speaking of which, as soon as Gabe's done with Goblet of Fire, we will do another uh, Harry Potter episode. So if you want to uh, read along with us, you guys can start reading Goblet of Fire. Yeah, don't expect anything. There's, I looked way bigger words. It's going to take me a while. Right. Um, right. But eventually it'll get done. Yeah, Gabe has to sound out the words like very slowly. And even then, he doesn't really understand what they mean. Yeah, like Tahi. I still don't, I'm not sure what Tahi means, but eh, three letters is too much for me. Um, but we but will. Uh, we will get we'll there eventually. We get there. Right. As Jared, do you have any? Die. Jared, do you have any last words? Uh, if all else fails, and you can't read the book, just watch the movie. It's an equal. Ridiculous. Agreed. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
Garrett Garrett has nothing of value to say. Uh, Dave, do you have any last words? I do not. Just the usual thank you. I'm sure that my mom didn't make it at this point after some of the things I said today, but thank you anyway. Uh, And that's all. All right. We will see you guys next week. Good night. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.